welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor. Bad language, dirty jokes. And other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! <laughs> Holy moly. What's up, Stranger Dangers? Yeah, look who is back. It is none other than Geeking Poetic Podcast talking about geeky stuff, geeking squad stuff. It's the squad cast. That's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while. So, but I can still remember just the way you geek. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's going on? How are you guys doing? We're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're still here. Everybody's probably like, "Oh my god, this is still a thing." Right. Yeah. Kind of wasn't. <laughs> I mean, we haven't done one of these in months. Months. Yeah. Yeah, it was time. That we'll, we're going to call this the Redux Reboot. <laughs> reboot. Yeah. This is season. <laughs> this is a new season. That's all. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. It's 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 like the beginning of September. Uh-huh. This is when the new seasons. Um, all all the new shows get announced and everything. So yep. New for the fall season. Right. It is the second season. We'll call it of <laughs> the of, fourth year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but how long have we been doing the Geeking Squad? We didn't start oh, yeah, this until. Uh, All right, yeah, I guess it's about a bit year then. Last maybe? year, yeah. Probably, so, yeah. Right, I I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Larry Roberts. Across the way from me, he's uh he's still here, folks. He's he's hanging in there. He's uh, by a thread, but I'm hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> we have none other than Vito, and then this one over here that. Uh, had all her notes and everything ready, and then all of a sudden, right as we were about to start <laughs> recording, I lost everything. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, wait, hang on, I got to start all over again." <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm Megan, though. How you doing? Yeah. <sighs> and uh, just in case you don't know, or if it's been so long you've forgotten, <laughs> uh, what we do here on the Squadcast is that we talk about all sorts of stuff in uh, pop culture that's going on, more specifically, things that appeal to geeks like us and hopefully geeks like you, and the geeks that post in our group on Facebook, Mm -hmm. the Geeking Squad group. They give us all our goodies to talk about. Yeah, for the most part, you know. We throw a couple of couple of two tree little tidbits in there of our of our own. Occasionally, yeah. They're the coal to our steam engine, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. Keep us moving, yeah. chugging, chugging along, right? <laughs> if only you could have just seen the little, the little chug, chug move that Megan just made. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty fun. But um, yeah, so we're gonna just talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, we break it up into categories, uh, like little quicker bits, and then things we expound on a little bit. Uh, more thoroughly, and then we're gonna even get into some recommendations of shit that we think y'all should check out later. Um, but if if you guys are ready, should we get into the first bit? Let's do it. Bit one. Oh man, it's 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 really been quite a moment since we've all heard. What's shaking, bacon? 
great. <laughs> Fucking what shaken bacon. Yep. So in the what shaken bacon segment, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different uh, current topics in geek lore, geek you know fandom. We'll say all the things that we like. Bacon is a breakfast food. Okay, it's an all day food, man. This is true. Yeah, I mean, I did have it for dinner the other night. There you go. Bacon goes. Are you a crispy bacon gal or a? Yeah. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it needs to be crispy. Okay. Yeah, bacon goes with just about anything for me, but I I prefer my bacon sort of like medium. Like I don't want it too raw because that's kind of gross. Yeah. (laughs) But if it's like too crispy, then it's I don't know. I don't want it burnt, but I I would like a crisp to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like a little bit of crispity crunch to it. So I'm trying to sound like a like a commercial. Like oh, is a, that what that was? Like a ser- yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Listen okay. here, choo chewer. Okay, <laughs> it's chug a chug. Chug a chug a. Sorry, <laughs> be an ass. Make sure it's right. <laughs> <laughs> but Vito, you've got some like breakfast food news for all of us, don't you? Give you a hint. It starts with Yabba Dabba Brew. Yabba Dabba Brew. Yabba Dabba Brew. Okay. So it's a brewery called the Crooked Hammock Brewery. The Crooked Hammock. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the hammock's cheating somebody out of some money or something, or what's (laughs) going on, but yeah, that's what they call themselves. And they developed a a new beer that's based off of Fruity Pebbles. All right. Uh. (laughs) Now, is, is that appealing to anybody in this room? Well, why wouldn't it be? We like the fruity, like orange, blue moons and shit like that. Why? Why not fruity pebbles? Okay, but what's going to make it like stand out as being fruity pebbles? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why wouldn't it just be? We've got fruity beers that have like all those that have orange and lemon and berry and all that. So, what about it is going to make it specifically fruity pebbles style? So the this pebbles? is yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> This is like a, uh, it's called an imperial like sour. So I'm guessing right. it's kind of a sour beer, which is not for me at all. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so apparently you've got sweet and tart cherry, puckerine lemon, juicy orange, and fragrant lime zest. Okay. It's also made with Fruity Pebble cereal that you know and love and milk sugar, whatever that is. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Just back up for a second. It's made with Fruity Pebble cereal. Yes. So I don't know if they like put the cereal into the bat that they cook the beer in or whatever. I don't know how beer is made. I'm guessing it's some kind of big vat that they cook, right? <laughs> yeah, I would guess something or along those lines. Or in somebody's bathtub or something like right? that. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. That's moonshine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or meth. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. <laughs> moonshine meth. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> to the lab, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But okay, but I mean so my question is like so if you're drinking this beer, are you going to be getting like pieces of actual fruity pebbles in the I'm beer? I'm sure they strain it out. It's just used for the flavor. Yeah. Cuz it has a very distinct flavor to it. I Yeah, I guess it does. It's not like making it with apple jacks. That'd be totally different. What do you say? You don't think Okay, so you think fruity pebbles has a very distinct flavor but apple jacks doesn't? No, I'm saying they both do. They would be very different oh, flavors. Oh, they're different from one another. Okay. okay. I think I'd, I'd much prefer an uh, apple jacks beer to a fruity pebbles beer. That does. That does sound better, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I what have to agree. I, I love had, fruity pebbles. Yeah, cuz I had the fruity pebbles um 
with coffee creamer, and I did not like that in my coffee at all. Yeah, remember we liked that, oh, didn't yeah. we? Oh, yeah, no, we liked drinking it straight out of the motherfucking jug. Right, but and with coffee. And you loved it, you know, you know, you have it in the milk, and then you drink the milk afterwards. It's just all drained of the pebbles part. Right. Yeah. But it leaves it flavored. Right, and but that's milk. Well, so? You know, milk. still mil- a liquid. Now, how about this? And it has, what does it have it? Milk? Milk sugar. Milk sugar. Oh, dear. Could you imagine? Bouncing off the walls now. (laughs) What if you, like, poured a bowl of Fruity Pebbles or Apple Jacks, something like that, and then you'd poured a bunch of rum chata in it? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Meg's got a look on her face that's both like, oh, that's fucked up and, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. (laughs) I I thought you were going to go with, why can't we just... Have a bowl of fruity pebbles and then pour some beer, beer in the milk, and make her own. Now, here's a little bit of trivia for Don't you. Don't people eat cereal with beer or something? I was college kids just gonna they're... say that. Oh, really? <laughs> I've done that. Oh God, really? Yes. However, here's here's oh. he, here's the caveat. Okay, it was not with motherfucking fruity pebbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was with Frosted Flakes. Mm. So I had beer and Frosted Flakes. Now, I'm not going to say it was good, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as you might think it would be. It just made it, you know, it just made the whole, like, whatever you want to call it, yeasty, mm-hmm. barley-ness of the fucking beer just stand out that much Oh, more. God, that's the worst part of a beer. I, I can't stand that, that part. I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that, but. I've had cereal with Tang before. This terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. You've yeah. You gotta call out your mom and <laughs> yeah. That I gotta one call again. my mom out. For, yep. Never gonna live it down. Totally set me up. Didn't tell me she did that on accident. Half asleep. Don't care. You tell your child. <laughs> yeah. So she she did it on accident. She didn't mean to give you. That's the what she claims. What was it? Was supposed to be sugar? I take it. Yes. Okay. Well, and it's... then you pour the milk over it, and now you got tang in your moist crispies. Oof. Man. It, it was rough. Was it tang like an orange like mm-hmm. soda mix thing? Yeah. It's a powder drink. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You usually mix with water, not milk. <laughs> you mix and it with cereal. water, not milk. Yeah, exactly. Mom. <laughs> I, well, everybody, I've told the story before. I, I ate cornflakes with uh, salt instead of sugar before. A lot of salt, wasn't it? It was a lot of salt because <laughs> I was being an asshole and I was like, I'm going to scoop so much sugar in here and it's going to be fucking amazing. Like, you know how you, you know, you ever have those tablespoons that are like a little bit bigger than a normal tablespoon? Mm-hmm. They're like they're like a tablespoon and a half, you know, mm-hmm. like a really big one. And I was at Joe's house and I scooped up all like three, three or four heaping spoons of this and put it into my big ass fucking bowl of industrial strength cornflakes and gave it. <laughs> With a bunch of milk, and that that still haunts me to this day. <laughs> it haunts me. I oh. couldn't eat like really salty things for years, <laughs> years. I mean, many years. I believe it. Now I can eat salt again. I don't mind it as much. But oof, yeah, that that ruined me. I I horked so bad. <laughs> oof. Anyway, well, all right. So when do these Moving things <laughs> when do these things go on sale? These fruity pebbles. Well, as if right now they've been on sale since it looks like the end of June. Okay. So you can either buy them in cans. It's a limited edition offering, so I don't even know if they're still available. They might have, some asshole might have bought them all up by now. But <laughs> if you go to this Crooked Hammock Brewery okay, in Middleton, Delaware, if we want to take a trip, you can I mean, have it on draft there, I guess. You know, <laughs> leave it to Delaware. <laughs> what else they got going on, man? They got a 
think of something. To go I was just going to say, like, what can we do? We really, we're barely on the map. You know, we barely <laughs> exist. What can we do? Hey, man, do you like cereal? <laughs> do, you, do you like the Flintstones? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Let's put it all together. <laughs> and we're really going to put Delaware on the map now. It's like, do it. What are we going to call it? Crooked hammock. <laughs> Sounds great to me. <laughs> Just rolls right off the tongue. We're going to get like hate mail. Like we're going to be like, hey, man, we're the guys that created Crooked Hammock and uh, fuck you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All of Dan Lawyer hates us now. Yeah. You know, we were listening to your podcast last week. We were thinking about sponsoring <laughs> you guys, but now I don't think we're going to do that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think. I, I, yeah. I don't think that it happened. And no, in all, in all seriousness, I, I, you know, you can't see us, obviously. So we'll tell you show of hands who in here would actually try this beer? Me. Yeah. I'd try it. Would you try it? I'd try it. What the hell? Yeah. Probably wouldn't like it, but I did have a gummy bear beer a few weeks ago, and that was actually really, really good. Gummy bear beer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, why not? They got the Swedish fish vodka, so. It's true. Ooh. Yeah. What about jelly belly beer? <laughs> jelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> We'd definitely try that. I think yeah. they came out with that. I think we would. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. If anybody out there has tried this beer, this Fruity Pebbles beer, please let us know. We want we want to know about it, and we'll report back in the next episode. So, unless they're just like, we don't want to talk about it or something. <laughs> but moving on from that, I think you've got more breakfast cereal. This is another cereal thing, but in case you're like somebody that's really boring and you don't like to like really drink alcohol that much and you're just like, you know what really fuels my fire is oatmeal. <laughs> but I wish I had oatmeal that tasted like my favorite cereals. Well, you're in Your luck. luck? Oh. Yeah, because General Mills's Big G Instant Oatmeals now come in new flavors, such as Lucky Charms, okay. Cocoa Puffs, okay. and Tricks. Mm, I like Tricks. Yeah, so basically it's just plain old boring-ass oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> but then they give you like a little packet of like marshmallows for the Lucky Charms or like oh, okay. this brown crunchy stuff for Cocoa Pebbles and then some crunchy things for really? tricks. Yeah. That's all it is? That's really? All it is, huh. yeah. That seems like- I, I could just buy a box <laughs> of cereal and crunch it up myself <laughs> yeah. and do right. that. That seems like- Aww. That's kind of bunk, man. Come on, General Mills. You could do better than that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it has a price here. Each box is almost like two fifty. Uh, no. No, I don't know how much, how big the oatmeal things are, but you can buy a big ass family size cereal box for at least two fifty at Walmart right. or something. Right. You know, just make your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was excited about that the cocoa one because I love malto mill, chocolate malto mill, and I thought it's gonna be the same, right? Roughly. No, it doesn't. It's a little like texture, but it's no, just gonna not, be... not like I'm gonna add the yeah. whole new texture. It's gonna be crunchy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I like that. Well, that's kind of a failure. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's if, actually a cinnamon toast crunch one as well. Oh, I was oh. just gonna say that. I was gonna say now, how that's would you up feel? Your alley. About- yeah, that's like a cinnamon dust topping. It says so. I'm gonna guess it's just brown wait sugar. A okay, <laughs> wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> with cinnamon and sugar and brown sugar and just right on top. So I all two fifty for it. Yeah, I think you can even get that flavor by itself in an oatmeal, right? <laughs> right. I was Quaker just Oats makes that say. already. <laughs> it's called brown sugar and cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> what the <Right>? fuck? <laughs> this is some bullshit. <laughs> you can't get me all excited about some fucking cinnamon toast crunch oh, oatmeal God. and then tell me that all it basically is is goddamn brown <laughs> brown sugar and cinnamon oatmeal. Just slap a fucking Cinnamon Toast Crunch logo on it. 
What a fucking lie. Oh, come on. Whatever to get the money. Yeah. Commercialism. (laughs) Here's what I submit. I think, I think those crafty motherfuckers over a cream of wheat, they need to fucking jump on this shit and they need to be like, all right. So General Mills has these fucking bullshit, (laughs) bullshit fucking oatmeals that, that are just, you know, it's just their normal shit, but it's like, well, this is an, you know, apple and cinnamon uh, oatmeal. <laughs> hey, I know. Let's call it Apple Jacks, you know, <laughs> you know, so on and so forth. I think the people at Cream of Wheat need to be like, here's the deal. We need to call some motherfuckers up and we need to, like, get ourselves like some fucking ins with Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Oh, and Booberry and all, all that, about that and make like Cream of Wheat monster cereal things and and do it right you know like i want my fucking blueberry uh like cream of wheat to literally be blue, blue. Yes. just blue <laughs> you know literally look like fucking smurf diarrhea <laughs> i'm not saying i want it to taste Ew. like smurf diarrhea <laughs> but i want it to look you know what i mean like yeah. that, that brown and and that pink color that that frankenberry is and all that like really do it right because i have always like when i was growing up I didn't care about no motherfucking malt meal. I didn't care about no Quaker Oats horse shit. I was a cream of wheat motherfucking kid through and through. <laughs> I love me some cream of wheat. I haven't eaten cream of wheat in a long time. And I need to. You need to. I think I need mm-hmm. to. Yeah, and I want some malt meal. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had, I don't think I've ever had cocoa malt meal. Oh my God, it's so good. With some toast, oh. Mm. That's my go-to. Or we could just stick with goddamn cinnamon toast crunch and some fucking milk and call it the, <laughs> call it a day because that's I got cinnamon toast crunch coffee creamer. That shit is the bomb. Oh, dude, dude, it's so good. Oh my god, got it. You can get a jewel. Okay, huh? It's awesome. Yeah, I need to. I need to get that. All right. Well, before I start like salivating all over the goddamn microphone, <laughs> thinking about your cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, creamer yeah what do you got for us i've got i'm gonna take we're taking away from food entirely <laughs> we're going on for now what do you think i'm gonna talk about um star wars yeah yeah it's always star <laughs> wars with me i know i know everybody at home's like oh god more star here we wars. go we haven't talked about it in a long time we've tried to like not overdo it that's true you kind of got star wars out for a while i'm still star wars out because it was everywhere for like fucking seven months it's <laughs> true and it still, it is. still is i mean it's i'm still star wars out even with like my toy collecting and stuff like they've announced so many new toys for like pre-order and things that are coming out and there's a couple things that I was like, okay, I do want that. But on the whole, a lot of it, I'm like, okay, I've, I've got enough Star Wars. I've been like way more intrigued with other things like G.I. Joe's, He-Man, Turtles, like, you know, all sorts. Turtles. Of, yep, all sorts of other stuff. They've been coming out with some great Turtles oh, yeah? stuff. Oh, man, yeah, there's some, there's some really, really fucking cool new toys coming out for turtles uh transformers uh man t- t- just tons of stuff but anyway i digress that's that's for an <laughs> episode of another story that's for an episode of geeking toyetic but um so one of the things that came out recently uh from lucasfilm and disney was they came out with the new uh series it was basically like an offshoot sequel of sorts from the clone wars that dave filoni came up with for the bad batch which was about uh, some uh, particular little 
battalion or whatever of clone troopers that they were a bad batch. Not that they were bad guys, but they weren't. They they went against the grand. Oh, I thought they were like deformed or something when they got out of. Oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> not, they're not deformed. Like but, lore. Yeah. No. Yeah. But they're they're. <laughs> but not bad. Yeah. They're they're not deformed or anything. But yeah, it's just they didn't. You know how all the clones are supposed to be exactly the same, more or less, and they're supposed to all have that Order sixty six bullshit and programmed into them. And they, like these guys, like went against. The grain, bro. It's it, it's too much for me to explain. Anybody <laughs> out there that knows what they are, they know what they are. But um, it's been very popular, very well received and stuff. People love the Bad Batch and everything. But now they've announced that supposedly they want to bring them into the live action mm-hmm. world and that they are trying to figure out or working on a way to include them in what we call the Mandiverse, you know, the <laughs> Mandalorian-verse, because it's sort of like its own thing now. Yeah. So they might show up in the Mandalorian. They might show up in, uh, they could show up on the Obi-Wan show. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the Ahsoka show that's coming out mm-hmm. with, uh, what's-her-nuts in it? Uh, Rosario. Rosario. And everything, like, they could show up in any one of those because they're technically connected to any one of those things. And, uh... Yeah, people are pretty jazzed about it. So you're telling me I need to finish watching the Clone Wars so I can watch the Bad Batch so I can watch. Is that I'm what with you're telling me. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you because they just make a show that you get everything you need from that show and you have to watch everything else. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's all gonna work together. Nope. They don't. You know, the more they can branch it out, so they can get their tentacles out further and further, and you know. More lines, more toys, more whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. I never, I haven't finished The Clone Wars. I haven't finished Rebels. I have not, and people at home are like, holy shit. I've not even started watching The Bad Batch yet. Yeah, my brother said, no, don't. You have to finish watching the other ones first to fully appreciate and understand it. So I haven't even started it. Now, if the question comes up of, well, Larry, so you don't know what happens on the Bad Batch? Of course he does. He read all about it. I didn't read all about it, but I know a bunch of stuff. I know how I know how it ended, the season of it ended and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. What we need a little Boiler. button that says extra, extra, read all about it every time that Larry has to like, do a... Yeah, we, we do need that. You know, has to read something ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, so that so a lot of people are like uh, really jazzed about that. Another thing that people are pretty jazzed about is that uh, they've started announcing more information about Rogue Squadron. Now, do you guys know about Rogue Squadron? No, I don't think I've heard about, about is that. Is a movie or something? It's a. It's going to be the new movie. It's kind of. I guess you could say it's another offshooty kind of thing, like Rogue One was. But I don't. I don't think this is necessarily um, a prequel kind of thing. But Rogue Squadron is, uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. It's going to be about, it's going to, this is going to be more, I guess, surrounding like the militaristic side of it. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's not going to, I, from what I'm understanding of the little information that's coming out, it's not going to be so heavy on like a lot of stuff like Mando is on like, you know, the Force and Jedis and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. This is going to be like more about them the the rogue squadrons you know Grunt the, work. the fighting the pilots you know flying x wings and y wings and all this guy yeah i'm really looking forward to it uh patty jenkins the female uh director is directing it which is awesome i'm so glad that they've got somebody like her 
uh, at the helm of it because she sounds like she's really got a good head on her shoulders about it. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And another thing that everybody and I in particular am very excited about is they have announced that the Obi Wan Kenobi show has wrapped filming. Oh boy! Fuck yes. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, nothing has come out about it yet. I mean, we know, like, the cast, but we don't know any, like, character names or anything. But the one thing that's interesting about it is if for those, I'm sure most people probably that know about the show do know, but I don't, I, I, I don't know if you guys know, is that Hayden Christensen's in the cast. You know, that's Anakin. Young, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this takes place after... Uh, the events of Revenge of the Sith, but before A New Hope. This is supposed to be when Obi-Wan is living on Tatooine and all that stuff and trying to keep a eye, you know, a close but distant eye on Luke and his upbringing and all that stuff. Um, so how Hayden's going to be in it, I don't know. Force ghost or something? Well, <clears throat> but see, but he's not fucking dead yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because oh, he's, he's starting he Vader. Yeah, Right, and that's that's what a lot of people were saying, like, oh, but, and I'm like, no, that wouldn't make sense, so I'm wondering if it's, like, they might do it, like, are they going to film a bunch of things that are supposed to be more, like, flashbacks we never saw? Oh, that could be cool. Maybe, but the only problem I have with that is getting back to what we were seeing about, like, Clone Wars, that's essentially what Clone Wars was. was it? Like, Clone Wars already covered all that like okay. everything that happened in you know all the stuff that you didn't see in the prequels you know like all the stuff in between uh attack of the clones and revenge of the sith and all that so we've already kind of seen that so i'm i'm curious how this is supposed to work out and i i, I don't know i'm but i'm really intrigued and it's just, it's fucking obi-wan kenobi and it's ewan mcgregor so i'm i'm all in you're in no matter what yeah, so, the, <laughs> but that is coming out in 2022 and everything. Okay, right around the corner. Right. Well, and another thing that obviously is right around the corner that's supposed to be coming out, I, I think it's supposed to come out actually before 2022, coming out towards the end of the year, is going to be the next Mandalorian stuff. But what I've heard, the next thing that's coming out is going to be the Book of Boba Fett. Right. Following on with Boba Fett and Fennec Shand and everything. So there's a thing going around and there's nothing 100% confirmed about this yet, but there's a thing going around saying that the rumors are that after season three of The Mandalorian, now, which I am assuming is not The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, really? I'm assuming that The Book of Boba Fett is supposed to be sort of like Separate? its own side kind of side gig. You know what I mean? There's rumors going around that they're changing the name of the Mandalorian after season three. Have you guys heard anything about this? No. Mm -hmm. So they're wondering, people are like, well, why would they be changing the name unless they're going to do some major shakeup? Like, Restructure people? Maybe Mando is not going to be around anymore. Remember, they were having all those issues with them before. That's true. There's and yeah, there's just a lot of things. So they haven't said what they're going to name it, you know. And then that kind of ties back into the whole like Bad Batch thing. Like, is like, okay, are they going to bring like the Bad Batch into it and stuff and have that, you know what I mean? And mm. kind of create a new show. I don't know. 
but I'm a little I'm a little leery of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, because why would they need the Bad Batch and them to take over the Mandalorian? Why would we need two? Well, what I'm saying is, is that they might maybe the Mandalorian would become something else, you know, like maybe it's going to evolve into some sort of amalgamation of Bad Batch and Mando and other stuff. I, I don't know. It's all like hearsay right now. This is just stuff that's supposedly, you know, leaked from inside sources kind of thing <laughs> and all that. But uh, yeah, so there, there, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's all super speculative. Uh, I mean, the only thing we know is like <laughs> Rogue Squadron's coming out. Obi-Wan is coming out. You know what I mean? But like there's 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 no just, further detail. No, not enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm intrigued by it. If anybody else has any um, insight about this, if you've heard any kind of rumors or anything that has come out since we've recorded this and everything, definitely post it in the squad and share <laughs> it with us so that I can talk more about it next time. <laughs> Because I'm always game for talking about this. Uh, speaking of Disney, Meg, I think uh, you were going to bring up something. Yeah, the whole big hoopla with Disney right now is screwing their actors out of money. Yeah. So they had the whole thing with Scarlett Johansson. Right. And she was suing them because the yeah. movie was, she's supposed to have movie rights in the theaters so she could get paid for that. And then they released it on Netflix consecutively and she didn't get paid for those. Well, yeah, and what happened was is that they believe that putting it out on Netflix or not on Netflix on on Disney Plus, yeah, um, putting <laughs> is it this out the Scarlet Witch mo- or uh, uh, not Scarlet Witch, Scarlet, uh, Black Widow. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I'm thinking of Scarlet. That's why. right. Yeah, that does get confusing. <laughs> but uh, putting it out on Disney Plus did affect the numbers at the box office. There's so they believe, you know. And the problem is, is in part of the negotiating the contract for these things, it's like in terms of how much they're going to make and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, part of it is like things like, OK, well, let's let's say Scarlett's guaranteed. Oh, you're going to make 15 mil, you know, and it's like but so much of that, like several million of it or whatever, is going to be based on how. Uh, it does like first week box office numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's all sorts of things like that. It's kind of like in the music business where like you can either, if you're a producer or something, you can take points on, on the sales or you can just get flat out fees and stuff. So it's kind of like the points thing. And she believes that she lost millions of dollars because had y'all put it out on uh, just in the theaters first, let it have its month or so. Even even if you would have put it out a month later on Disney, uh, like if you would have let it have just like its own fresh life out in the theater, like it would have done potentially better. I think she's right. I mean, that's... Do people, are even people even going to the theater anymore? Well... Is it is? I don't think they are, but I also think the point is they're not going to the theater if they don't have to. Right. I mean, it's like it's just like Disney wasn't willing to negotiate that change because it was already in the contract. Yeah. Because I wonder, like, how much it would cost Disney to put the films in the theaters versus how much money they would get from ticket sales. You know, it might not have even been worth their time or money to put it out if they're just going to lose money on it that way. Well, but it did. It did come out in the theater, came out in both. But the problem is, is that it, it had especially for a Marvel movie. I mean, like, you know. 
Whereas a Marvel movie like that would have normally in the theater made, you know, five, six, seven hundred million or something like that at the box office. It made like 200 mil or 160 mil or something like that. It was like way low. And it's because they got so many people that paid to see it on uh, Disney Plus instead. And the problem is there was nothing in the contract Mm. that stated, well, you'll get a cut of our Disney Plus contract. sales it's kind of like us with uh digital rights for music and stuff it's like you have to put it in the contract that you know you get this percentage of of of, yeah if you make so much money from streaming or from itunes or whatever spotify all those kind of things it's like the artist needs to get it but you have to have that in the contract a lot of older artists didn't have that kind of shit in their contracts Mm -hmm. so they had to like try and renegotiate because they were only getting paid for physical sales and stuff you know so anyway i yeah i i i get it so the i so i mean i get the the what i heard is the crux of all this is that scarlett johansson and disney are like done yeah that's kaput and she was supposed to be in the uh tower of terror movie they were gonna do oh really yeah, because you know how they have all those movies they're going to be doing that's based on like their famous rides, like they've got. Yeah, they had the jungle. Yep. Jungle Cruise movie mm-hmm, that they just did mm-hmm. with the Rock and stuff. Yeah. Did you we'll see talk it? more about that later? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. To be continued. Okay. So they had they had they had that, and uh, now they're doing this Tower of Terror one that was going to have mm. Scarlett Johansson. She was supposed to be the big star attached to it. <clears throat> that's not going to happen. Mm. So, so was this like on Disney Plus as like if you had a Disney Plus account, you could watch it or do you have to like you buy, to you have to buy it? Yeah. So it was like an HBO. Yeah. Thing, right? it, okay. Yeah. HBO Max you. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Or like, you know, like you have Amazon Prime and there's a bunch of stuff on Amazon okay. Prime that comes with your subscription. But then if you want to watch this new movie, you have to pay fourteen ninety nine gotcha. for okay. it. Okay. And that was the thing. She wasn't getting the Any same. cut of that. Yeah. She wasn't getting the cut of that. And she felt like, oh, they fucking took advantage and screwed it, which they fucking did. Because it opened the same weekend as it came out. Right. Oh. And that's my point. If they, they, they were, did it simultaneous. They should not have done that. If they were going to put it out and say, well, we're going to make it available, they should have, like, let, they should have let the movie have, you know, two weeks or something like that mm-hmm. in just in the theater. And then, you know, put it out as a, a premium on Disney Plus. That would have been more fair, but no dice. S- stupid. I heard Emma Stone. Oh yeah. Maybe having issues with them. Same thing because she's Cruella Deville. Oh. But I think she's been confirmed for the next movie, a sequel for it. So. Yeah. Well. But I think the same thing happened to her. Disney might. But I think that one she it didn't come out the same time. Okay. Well, Disney might also be Maybe. like trying to you know they can't afford to have all all of, of these. them. And I just feel like it's dirty pool, man, because they're probably like, well, fuck Scarlett Johansson. We killed her character off anyway. Right. I was like, we've got years of her. Let's go move on to somebody new. And like, Cruella DeVille's hot and new right now. So. Yeah. I haven't really? seen that yet either, that Cruella I movie. I heard it's really good. Yeah. So. I've heard controversy about it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about that next time, maybe. Okay. 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 Well, moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So, oh boy, I see what you've got here. This is... To a two-story Taco Bell. Taco, Taco, Taco Bell. Yeah. I don't know if anybody at home knows this, but Megan, she kind of likes Taco Bell a little bit. And I I saw some taco house shoes today that I must have. (sighs) Taco house shoes? Yeah. 
Oh boy. I As opposed to just this normal shoes that you can wear in the house. These are like specific for the house. Do they look like tacos? They're like house shoes. Yeah. And they, they look like tacos. Oh my god. They're like big tacos. They're huge. <laughs> I'm gonna trip and fall and break my neck. Oh, What's gonna happen? So anyway, <laughs> they are introducing it's called Taco Bell Defy. And this little lovely thing has four drive throughs Wow. To service. So the, the actual restaurant is quite a bit smaller than what we're used to, but most of us go through the drive through anyway, right? For Taco Bell? That's true. Yeah. For the most part. I know yeah. I do 99.999% yeah. yeah. of the time. Right. But so there's like a line for if you pre-order through their app. Okay. So you order ahead of time, so you could just go straight to that line and Everybody's get it and go. Everybody's doing that, man. Yeah. Is that crazy? Time. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, how, how lazy can you be? You got to go there anyway. You might <laughs> just order them, right? And it's to be fresher, because I, I don't want my taco... The Taco Bell does not keep. Like, for me, I just ordered Chipotle today on the app, and it said it'll be ready in 15 minutes. I went an extra 10 minutes late, because sometimes they're late on their stuff. They were still late. Yeah. So I could have gone wow. there in line. And waited line. in line. And been out of there quicker. Yeah, that's another. You know? I don't. I don't. Yeah, Chipotle. You gotta. All right. So what are these? Uh, what are these other lanes? So and then the other lane is the regular drive-through okay. lane. So okay. You can, you can do that. And um, I can't remember what the other two are. One's for pickup. <laughs> one's. One's the lane on-site. where you get in the lane and then you order on the app and then you go up to the window. <laughs> yeah. So on-site ordering and pickup. You got priority lane. This priority lane. Layup. And that you order on the online app before you go. Look, okay. Priority lane. Listen, listen, listen. For an extra $10, you can get your order five minutes earlier than the guy in front of you. <laughs> Dude, Taco Bell drive-thru is the most ridiculous drive-thru ever. Yeah, it, de- it is. Yeah, it depends on what time you go. I, I can easily yeah. sit in a drive-thru for Taco Bell for 20, 30 minutes. That's yeah. why I stopped going on my lunch break at the old job because yeah, literally my entire lunch it. break was in the fucking drive. Exactly. So I think this is a good idea. No. Let those fuckers go over there. Here's what's going to happen. Keep everybody separated. Keep the line moving. No, 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 no. If you go Listen. through and order 20 tacos, I'm gonna, I am gonna. have another line option. Listen, you, you can keep dreaming, all right, that this is a great idea. Here's why it's not a great idea. And as soon as I explain this, you're going to totally know what I mean. <laughs> have you ever been on the fucking toll road? <laughs> you know where oh, I'm going God, with this? Yeah, because somebody's getting the wrong fucking lane. Everybody, because you've got <laughs> oh, what? What do you mean? I'm you've rude. got the easy pass lane. You've got the cash credit lane. You've got the lanes that are trucks only yeah. and everything. So there's like three or four different ones. And every fucking day, every time, because I'm on the toll road all the time, it is almost without fail that I see. And a lot of times I get caught in them, unfortunately, behind some dip rods fucking doing this. But I always see I've never been on the toll road and not seen at least one of those fucking lanes backed up (laughs) with some motherfucker who either is in the easy pass lane, but is like, oh, I didn't I need cash or somebody in a fucking truck that's like, oh, I didn't realize this wasn't a truck lane and all that. That is going to be a fucking nightmare (laughs) because, first of all. It's Taco Bell. Taco Bell can barely, as you said, manage one fucking lane. <laughs> they can barely manage it. I hate McDonald's. Right now, where- they can't even stay open all day because <laughs> right. we don't have enough people to work it. Right. I hate the McDonald's lanes where there's two lanes simultaneously and you got to merge. I love those. I always think they're going to fuck up my order and give the other guy my order. <sighs> but they never do. 
I don't know. They got weird. it worked out. I don't know how they do that. Unless you're Willie G. And, and <laughs> well, he, he, they only they ever only fuck ever up fuck his him order. up. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, you've got the fact that yeah, like you just said, Taco Bell doesn't even have enough workers, much less good workers, to fucking make their one lane work, much less four different fucking lanes. <laughs> Two people are fucking stupid, just like they are on the toll road, and they're gonna get it all <laughs> fucked up. And the third big thing, weed. Be- weed? weed because so many motherfuckers that smoke weed love going to Taco Bell and they're, so they're going to get so fucking confused because they're going to be all stoned <laughs> and they can barely fucking manage the one they barely can have you ever seen some of these motherfuckers you smell them I'm sure like oh yeah get, I smell them and everything and they're barely like and you're like looking at them and they're like trying to talk and you realize they're not actually pulled all the way up to the fucking speaker (laughs) you know what i'm talking about and they're like and you can hear they're like hello and i'm literally sitting i'm sitting i'm sitting in the car and they're like yeah bro i want i want a number three with with hot sauce and it's like sir we can't hear you i'm sitting in the car behind them and i'm like you fucking you you fucking pothead idiots pull up your car like three feet <laughs> they're sitting back at you know how they have like the early the the they have like the here's pre, the menu we have to offer you the prelim oh, menu and then they have the there. full menu <laughs> where that actually has the speaker you oh know exactly you know what i'm talking about I right this look look mega okay. i don't want to fucking rain on your parade yeah wait wait a poo poo my but this idea is not gonna work it's not gonna work I'm sorry. I wish it would because if it did work, it would be so much more convenient for everybody. I got you. But isn't this thing also supposed to be like multiple levels and all this shit? Yeah, too? it's two levels. So like these lanes. Is there like a certain lanes? There's a. It's like a, you're at a bank where it goes and it takes oh. food down to you. You don't even have to interact with anybody. How Jeez. great is that? There was an Arby's like that where you had to put the money in here and it went over your head. Uh huh. Over this right. It's like why didn't you just put it on that side? Because that's silly. Yeah, but what if your money gets stuck? Then you're out all that money that you just put in that conveyor belt thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's happened and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, that's like well, bank technology. like at the bank. Yeah, you right. put it in the little tube and then. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Imagine if you were like, honey, I shrunk the kids and you could ride in that motherfucker. <laughs> you would literally get obliterated, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd want to be in, like, the tube thing you put your money in, you know? Like, loose. You're just... I would. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, dude, you'd be smashed, man. <laughs> just scraping you along the inside of the tube. No, I wow. meant, like, actually in something, you know, maybe strapped down or something. But anyway. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're, are they actually doing this? This isn't just, like, a concept? Is no, it... it says that there's 13 being done. And that there's 85 more in the pipeline. Jeez. Wow. Okay, so I guess we'll find out. We will find out. (laughs) Meg will be like the first person there. (laughs) And I guarantee you she's going to come back and be like, motherfucker. They fucked it up. They fucked it up. It was the worst ever. It took 35 minutes to get my order. It's worse now. How is it worse? And I've got a headache because the car that was sitting in front of me (laughs) just reeked of fucking marijuana. (laughs) And... And they gave me nothing but mild sauce, and I wanted hot sauce, and yeah, yeah. And then they and, and then I, napkins. And then I found out they took another thing off the menu that I love. Dude, fuck. 
Thank Don't you. fucking do that. I know. I was pissed about the chili cheese burritos, man. Yeah, chili cheese burritos, my Mexi melt, and my Mexican pizza. What? Mexican pizza. No more Mexican pizza? Nope. No. Oh, it's gone. I never ate it, but I remember those being like the so shit. Good. They are the so shit. Good. Yeah. They need to come back. Get rid of those damn fries. Those things oh, natural fries? I like those. Yeah, those are suck. Yeah. Suck. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> I miss the rolled up chicken taquito things that they had. Mm. Those are okay. Yeah. They're a little greasy. Yeah. Kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little greasy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm pretty clean, actually. But anyway, so, so. I had one more thing that I was pretty excited about. Um, Manifest on it, Netflix. Nice. Has finally come through for us, and they are making season fucking four. Good for them. To finish up our wild ride that we've all been on. I mean, Larry. I've never been on. I, <laughs> I haven't seen one episode of it. Yeah, you're missing out, dude. That's what I've heard. You're missing out. So they announced this on August 28th, and they did it on purpose because there's 828 passengers oh. on flight 191. Yeah. So they chose that date on purpose. Nice. Or no, it's flight 828. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute, that's a big got, fucking I, plane. I, I, I got the right numbers. Holy shit, that plane at 828, no wonder that thing got fucking lost, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because it, I wonder if this is all like a ploy from the get-go because the plane disappeared for five years and now they're hey. bringing the show back and made us fight for it. Clever fuckers. You know. Yeah. So it's going to be a um, 20 episode season. So you okay. got a lot of catching up to do, Vito. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Before then. Um, they got a couple of the main characters that are already signed on, ready to go. And um, the creator in them, he's, he's real excited and super thankful to the fans for making this happen. Yeah, I remember he had that petition on Twitter or something like mm-hmm. that. And, yeah, that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. And they're, they're, they vowed to keep it in the vein that we we expect Manifest nice. to be in. So I'm real curious how they wrap this thing up. I don't know. But I don't want to really say too much because I don't want to give it up. For me, Larry hasn't yeah. watched any of it, and you still got some to watch. Yeah, so I watched maybe the first 10 or 11 episodes, but then I read up on the rest of the episodes just because that's so much hours of TV I got to watch. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's way too much. But yeah, for seeing where the show is going or where it went, I was like, wow, damn, this is really, really cool. But then obviously they didn't end it correctly but now they are so that's that's great yeah i don't think they were expecting it to right be cut off like it was because as yeah. soon as like a day or two after episode or season three aired they canceled it yeah. so yeah that's bullshit when they yeah and it, it it was kind of fucked up the way it ended so we're like no you no we need you can't do that we need more and that's why <laughs> everybody signed on so fast to get this fixed interesting yeah, maybe I'll see what what people think of once that season four comes out and everything. And it's, if like you know the feedback from you is good, and you're like, oh yeah, it was great, and blah blah blah, then I'll just go and I'll watch the whole fucking the whole thing. thing. Yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www 
thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. All right. I know that was a pretty long uh, shake and bacon uh, segment, but we've got a lot to catch up on. We sure did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. But in this next segment, which is called Squad Talk, we pick one topic that we want to just kind of focus on a little bit more than the other ones and that we all kind of equally discuss and what we chose to talk about is something that I, I wasn't even aware of it, but then somebody posted, a guy named Scott that I know, uh, posted in the squad about this and was just like, check this video out. And it's like, okay, what, what's this all about? And it was a long video. But basically what it has to do with is it has to do with the auctioning and reselling of vintage supposedly collectible video games on the aftermarket and a purported scam going on <laughs> with it. So, and then like you pointed out Vito that you watched the, you, you watched the metal Jesus one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. YouTuber that calls himself metal Jesus. He's a cool guy. Um, he did a whole, he, he, his whole thing is that he talks about video games. That's what his yeah. channel's pretty much about. <clears throat> Little music and stuff because he's a metal guy. Yeah. But uh, mainly about video games, and he kind of was throwing in his two cents about it and stuff. Do you guys know anything about what this is about? Like what, what the whole scandal is? Very Not really, no. Basic level stuff. Okay, so what it comes down to is, for, one of the reasons I was interested in this, and I think that's why Scott shared it to us, is because we talked... And one of the last episodes that we did back in the spring or early summer, we talked about the sale of that Super Mario game. Remember that? Oh, that it, yeah, we sure did. That it went for like some crazy amount of money. I mm -hmm. forget, like two mil or one point three mil or something like insane like that for a video game. And uh, I guess that that is not the only one that has like been selling uh, like if for that kind of high price, there's been just this like big surge hmm. of aftermarket graded, specifically graded uh, video games that are selling for like big money and stuff. Now, you know what I mean when I say graded, right? You guys are familiar with the whole grading thing. Only because of your comics. <laughs> right. Well, you remember like when we went to Wizard, mm -hmm. Wizard World and we went and... Um, the uh the other one c2e2 c2e2 yes <laughs> couldn't think of it i was saying cnbc i'm like no <laughs> that ain't it <laughs> the cnbc convention <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be a lot of fun <laughs> anyway um so no there's there's all these different grading companies out there that that what how they make money and everything is they have these self-appointed experts that will grade and then like hermetically seal and all this stuff you're sports card your toy your video game your comic book whatever and it is supposed to make it worth more you know like say for example if i go out and i buy uh, a boxed atari pac-man 2600 game you know if it's sealed in the box and everything you can go oh yeah that's worth some money well you know i might be able to get that on ebay for like anywhere from i don't know 30 to 75 bucks Whereas if it's graded 
by this like companies like this Wada Games, W A T A. Wada Games. <laughs> but um they they they're an agency that grades supposedly you know game rare games. Their subsidiary is Whataburger too. I don't know. <laughs> 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 who, the, who the fuck knows? But you if you if you get it graded, if you got that same Pac-Man, you got it graded and they sealed it and they put their little sticker thing on there and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a 8.5 out of 10." Well, now you can auction that fucking thing off and sell it for, you know, $300 or whatever. And usually the way this works with like comic books and cards and stuff usually is they like, say, for example, CGC, who does the comic books, they um, they're pretty uh, informative and uh, upfront about how many they've graded. Like you can go online like, say, for example, if I go, hey, how many graded copies uh, through CGC are there of Amazing Spider-Man number one? You know, you can go on their website and they'll tell you and they have like serial numbers and all this stuff you can look up. So they go, oh, yeah, you know, there's only, you know, there's no known's never been graded higher than a 9.2 and there's only four of those in existence. And, you know, they were graded on these dates. And so it's very transparent in terms of like what's out there. From what I'm understanding, WADA Games is not that transparent. And it's like, and all of a sudden, there's all these like games that are getting graded and, and all this stuff. Um, and the problem is, is that people, when you're doing all this stuff, you're kind of relying on like an, it's kind of like stock trading and all that stuff. You have to rely that the, the traders and the people that are in these companies, that there's not inside trading and all that. It's like kind of illegal. Well, they, this guy has basically come down to it and figured out or claims that he's figured out that WADA is working sort of like in conjunction with like heritage auctions, which is a big auction site and sort of, Basically, it's like they're creating the market. They're pumping. They're like a pump and dump scammer. Yeah, it's kind of like we're putting all this stuff out there and we're saying that it's rare and it's and we're, you know, and we're kind of, and then we're like working with this auction site to have, you know, just like on eBay, you can have you could put something up on eBay and you have what they call shill bidding. Do you know what shill bidding is? Where so you get your buddy to, to raise the price on it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I put a guitar on on eBay and it's like you know, okay, I started at a hundred bucks, but I really want it to go for you know a thousand. One million dollars. Yeah, or a thousand bucks or something. I can get friends to go and like bid against each other on it, mm-hmm. and like keep driving up the price and everything, and then hope that somebody else will come in and do a final. You know, like you get especially if you see somebody's gone in and they've put like bids on it and everything it's like you can get somebody to like bump it up well it's illegal you can't you're not you can't do that you know and Mm -hmm. it's against ebay's policies to do that people get busted all the time i've seen it happen i've been i've been on stuff and then all of a sudden you get two guys that that are doing that and you're going wait a minute Mm -hmm. you know why is this happening all of a sudden over this item and especially what happens is is when it gets to be a little um suspect because in the case with this like video game thing it's like why did these all of a sudden just shoot up like who's like who wants this where why is the demand for this all of a sudden why is the demand for a super mario sealed game like suddenly that 
you know, like how do you set those kind of like prices and everything? Like who deemed that that game was supposed to be worth like $2 million? Well, it starts out with, well, we, we guesstimate, you know, auction houses are supposed to kind of guesstimate, like we predict that this is going to go for at least this. So we're going to do a starting bid of 500,000 or something like that. And then you find that, you know, and then you get people that bid and sometimes it goes higher. Sometimes it doesn't. So what this guy's accusing, he did a really deep dive and I'll put a link to the video uh, that, that exposes all this in the description below. But this guy did a really deep dive and believes that he found links between WADA, the grading service, and the auction house and everything. And it's it's pretty fucked up, man. How do you guys feel about that sort of thing? Now, I know you guys aren't necessarily, like, collectors like I am. But how do you feel about the whole, like, idea of that? Like, do you think that that's... Do you think... For one thing, like, one thing that people have commented is the problem with this is... It ends up destroying a legitimate hobby, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that that are legitimately collecting these things are not being shady about it. And they're trying Mm -hmm. like they've seen this sort of thing happen before with like sports cards and stuff. And it and that market is just bottom the fuck out like that market is like destroyed. Well, you were just saying to me earlier, weren't you there? They just recently had an issue with that. They had an issue with that with Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. It seemed like all the cards like that, collector yeah. cards and stores are like, you know, we're not going to sell them anymore right now because you guys are being shady about People it. People were getting real shady about it and we're getting, yeah, and it was getting like crazy. Violent. Mm-hmm. Shit, I think so. it's all scams, dude. It's like all now this whole internet culture is all about scams, especially in the last couple of years, dude. Yeah. Cryptocurrency scams, trading card scams, now this video game scam. It's like everybody's trying to scam you out of money online now. It's like you can't even trust to do anything. And I personally think you're a moron if you're going to spend $2 million on a fucking Super Mario car or Super Mario game that's just in the box. I just think that's dumb. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it hurts the smaller collectors that just want the box or the game because they grew up with it in childhood and they just want it on their shelf. But now it's like they can't even get it at a reasonably priced price because- right. Some assholes just jacked the market up to unbelievable numbers. And it's, yeah, and that's always been my biggest issue. I I go through this all the time, all the fucking time. (laughs) You know, it's like, because I'm a collector and I collect comics and toys and records and like all these things. In some cases, there are some legitimate reasons for why certain things end up going up so much, you know. Um, If you have a toy like, say, Amigo Iron Man, and it's like pretty much confirmed that as as far as we know, there are like literally less than 10 of them in existence that are still sealed on in its package from 1975 or whatever. And then you have a big boom happen, especially on top of it, where Iron Man becomes this huge character because of the Robert Downey Jr. movies and everything. And and now a lot of people that grew up with them, now they're older and they've got money. You know, some of the people that played with Migos now are doctors and lawyers and investors and all this. And you sit there and go, okay, well, you know what? That figure now is worth, you know, 20 grand. It's like, okay, well, I can kind of trace that but in the case of something like, say, like, okay, this Super Mario Brothers, right? 
So this particular, and like I talked about when we discussed it in that other episode, this particular Super Mario Brothers was a very specific version of it right. and everything, right? You remember that? It was like that? the one mm-hmm. without Duck Hunt or something. It was something like yeah. that. It was a very specific version of it. But this version of it, in 2017, it sold for $30,000, okay? Then in 2019, it sold for over 100000 And then this year, it suddenly jumped up to $2 million. What? Right, and they were saying that's an over 6,500% increase in just four years. And what people were, you know, this guy was bringing up about this was the fact that it's like, well, but who's doing this? Like, who are the people that are doing this? Because a lot of the people that were like, a lot of people that consider themselves like pretty hardcore collectors and very knowledgeable of all this stuff are like, we're not buying that. We're not willing to pay that. It was one thing when the 30,000 happened that was like, wow, that's that's like huge. But we don't know who the fuck. Now, I get it. There's always some Leonardo DiCaprio or somebody out there that's got like fucking money to burn. But it just the whole thing just seems really suspect. And they started to delve a little bit into it more and started to find that there was this like collusion going on between the grading company Hmm. because here's the other thing that I don't know if you, you don't know about grading and stuff. And it's one of the, I don't like grading anyway, but one of the reasons I won't get something graded, what you, cause you, if you go get something graded by any of these companies, AFA for the toys, CGC for comics, et cetera, what you pay to get it graded is based on, how rare it is and what they deem it's worth. So like if I sent in a Superman number one that I found in some great aunt's attic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And was like, Oh, get it graded, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well this Superman number one, Oh, well that's worth like, you know, $750,000. The amount of money I have to pay for them to grade that is like astronomical. It's really expensive. Hmm. It's based on a percentage right, of what yeah. they deem. So, that's another thing. So these auction houses, when it comes to this, like they benefit from saying, oh, this thing sold for so much money. Like, and I'm sure the auction house gets a percentage of the sale at the end as oh, well. Sure. Right. So, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. The auction. So that's what I'm saying. So WADA Games benefits from these things being from them being able to grade these as being rare and from them selling on these auction sites for so much money because now they can say, oh, this is worth so much more money Mm -hmm. so now if they grade a super mario brothers like that whereas it was originally thirty thousand dollars and they would get whatever percentage of that ten percent of you know of that value is what you have to pay to get a grade now if it's two million if you go to get it graded and all you know what i mean so they stand to make all this money off of this when it's like in actuality like who decides this is really rare Because this is the thing I've always complained about. Like, say, like, things like Star Wars toys. You get all these dudes. You go to, like, these toy shows. You've been there with me. You guys have both Mm -hmm. been there. And you see some people that are like, oh, you know, this this is a vintage, you know, whatever. Star Wars Luke Skywalker, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, this thing's worth $100, you know, out of the package and everything. And I'm like, is it really, though? Like, who actually is paying $100 for it? You know? 
then that's it's worth the per, whatever that person's going to buy it for. You know? Right. And I mean, and that's the, and so that's the same thing with like eBay. That's I get people all the time. Oh, I heard these Star Wars toys are worth so much money. And I'm like, in some cases they are, but most of the time they're not, you know. Well, I went on eBay and I saw that somebody was selling the same Star Wars toys I've got in my box in my basement right now. They're selling them for thousands of dollars. I said, no, they're asking thousands of dollars. <laughs> they're not selling them for thousands of dollars. If you actually then go and do, and that's what you can do, you can do a search on eBay and just put in sold items yeah. for that search and find out how much they'd actually sold for. And then you start looking and you go, oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> you just jack the price up by four times to get, you know. You know, there's people, yeah, you've got, you might have a dozen guys that are all asking $100 for this loose Luke Skywalker that their dog chewed on or whatever. But if you look at the actual sold auctions and then you go, oh no, okay, here's one that sold a few weeks ago for 12 bucks. Here's one that sold for 20. Here's one that sold for 18. That's the actual closer value because that's what people are actually willing to pay. And every now and then you get somebody that's like, I've got money to burn, so I'll pay it because I just want that. But you can't, you have to average it out. And that's what's happening here with this is that it's it's I don't know it's it's bullshit and you're not even going to play that game you're going to have it sit on your shelf like, well and I mean I get that I don't sealed. I know it's just I don't know man two million dollars for they that. Could, it's a, send you back an empty box full of rocks <laughs> yeah. how are you going to know that's why you get the comic books and stuff how do you know what's actually in there yeah that's true they can just take they out just the middle pers- part and yeah. go sell that somewhere else for themselves <laughs> and give you a bunch of blank pages in between <laughs> They, I mean, in theory, that could happen. Right? Because if you just spend twelve thousand dollars on a Spider-Man, you you're ain't not gonna, gonna crack open, it open. Yeah, you're not gonna crack this. No. Show, no. So That's yeah, you don't point. know. That's a really good point. I never even thought about that. To be honest, with you, you should develop an X-ray machine that could look inside of those things with like a reverse image, so we can actually tell if the and you can pages. still enjoy it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it's a really sealed. Good. How can you enjoy it besides <laughs> just look at it? That's a really good point. I mean, I never thought about that. Like, what what if they did do something? Like, if they had a bunch of high-end comics come in, and they were like, well, we can just make yeah. repro- a 3D printers. Just a, to they make can it look make a reproduction, right. and we can age it. Because, I mean, they do that with guitars. You can buy <laughs> you can buy a relic guitar. Or a pre-broken headstock guitar. <laughs> Doesn't Gibson do that shit? <laughs> oh yeah, well they, they they fix it and they fill in cracks with toothpicks and stuff. That's a whole other thing. But what I mean is like what I'm talking about is like say for example, um, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy Page's Les Paul, right mm-hmm. from the '60s and stuff in the '70s. Like it's got like certain marks on it, or, or Eddie Van Halen's guitar, right? Like you can go to Fender and you can buy for, you know, eighteen thousand dollars or something like that an exact replica of eddie's frankenstein guitar that he made you know with the red and white and black stripes Mm -hmm. and it's they do everything they because i've watched videos on it they're like yeah like because eddie used to put cigarettes in his headstock you know while he'd play in Mm -hmm. between the strings and it would burn and it burned the wood so they would go and they did that and they were like and we actually and we took different stuff and we used that we went and found the exact brand of paint that he used back in 1979 and all this stuff and we did that like they match it and that's what you pay for that you know you're paying 20,000 but so they can do that with something like that so what I'm getting at is what's to say that they couldn't in theory make a replica 
of a video game of a Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. Even if you go, well, it's got design, you know, distinctive, you know, characteristics because there's a little oh, tear in, the, in there. And they that. could fix. They could reap. People re- counterfeit money all the time with that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. My show Leverage. That's what he does. Is they they. He counterfeits stuff like that, and he gets it down to the brush stroke. Right. Because most of it's like painting. Right. It's like well, they have a certain technique. I was just going to bring that up about so paintings. you can't tell it. Yeah. About paintings. I mean, we've and come- 3D fucking printed. <laughs> and for people to sit there and say, well, no, I trust Heritage Auctions and all these, uh, and all these grading companies. You're a fucking idiot if you trust them. Because, I mean, the museums- trusted all kinds of fucking people you go to the like the louvre and places like that and we've come to find out that it's like the the painting that's in there uh that's a it's not real yeah it's a replica it's not a that's not a real van gogh that's not a real rembrandt that's not a real you know what i mean like they're all yeah it's 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 really something so i I don't know man i think people are crazy if they want to pay what you do with your money is your business (laughs) but um I just don't think it's healthy. I, I across the board, even though I'm a big toy collector, I'm sure people think that I'd be, you know, like, well, don't you want your stuff to be worth money? No, not at all. I really don't. You want to enjoy it. I, if I found out that all my toys right now, like they just bottomed out and it's like, man, they're worth like that Shogun Warrior you bought for $150 last year. Like, like, man, that thing's worth like 30 bucks now. I'd be like, cool, I'm going to go buy another one. Seriously, (laughs) because I didn't buy it. It was worth it to spend $150 on it because of what that toy meant to me. And that's why I got it. Like, I don't have these things. I don't give a fuck about that. I I respect and understand other people don't agree with me on it. But I feel like the excessive amount of attention to that and greed and stuff that's come around with these things, uh, I, I feel like it's only just served to ruin hobby after hobby after hobby. We've seen it because I, again, because people, if you don't know this at home, I owned a collectible store for five years. So I was in this end of that end of the business Mm -hmm. and I saw what happened with it. And just even in that time, like, because I was there with the, with the peak and then the bottoming out of sports cards, basketball cards, baseball cards, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It got out of hand. And the grading and the limit and the excessive amount of making limited edition this and that mm-hmm. and and autographed things and all that like I've seen all of that just fucking take a shit. It, it, I'm not saying that your toys and your comics and all those things shouldn't be worth money. And when certain things are extremely rare, a Batman number one, you know, from 1940, uh, Detective Comics from 1937. There's so few of them in the world, and there are some big name people you know and stuff that want it and they're willing to spend millions i get it but a lot of this stuff like this stuff these people are talking about with these video games and everything no this is this is a fabricated market Hmm. and uh yeah so anyway i'm just i was just kind of curious what you guys thought about it and stuff but and what everybody at home thinks about it because i don't know like i said i know some people like to spend money on these things and they hope that it's they look at it as an investment and to a degree it is but it's got to be but like not legit. like that. Yeah, right. not like that. It's Invest in your four hundred one k, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even those things are you know right, are but, risky. Even stocks and bonds are fucking risky. But there's a there's a track record over the last you know how many years yes. that's been around that it's progressively done this. Or- and that's I think what the main thing with this is is that this is like seeming really shady and it's not easily yeah. tracked and it's like okay where's what's the basis for these things suddenly being worth so much like who's doing this and why and 
Anyway, yeah. So I just thought it was kind of interesting, and I'd love to know from some of you at home, like, leave uh, messages for us, leave comments and stuff. I'd love to know what you think about this and if you have any other insights on this because that's one of the main reasons we do this, right? Mm -hmm. Sure is. What do you suggest? I suggest that for once I got the buttons <laughs> all right. I can't believe it. We're all looking like, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? I almost and did it. it. <laughs> I almost did it. I had my finger on the one. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not, that's not right. I almost, I almost. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I almost it only took that a, one a year to figure it out. Yeah, just a year. <laughs> it's <just> season two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I'm starting season two off right. It's a long episode, but it's a good one. So this is the what do you suggest uh, portion of the show because we're we're winding down now we're we're in the home stretch and uh, this is the part where we tell all y'all at home what, what we to do yeah we're telling you what to do don't tell me what to do I have freedom of choice oh god yeah. how's that working out for you yeah <laughs> it's not working out so good for you at home <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not right. even gonna touch keep that. it moving yeah we're just gonna keep it moving anyway we're going to make some gentle suggestions of things that we dig and that we really like and uh, hope that you might check it out Vito we'll start with you as always so I'm suggesting a uh, album here by a guy named Michael Manring yeah. Which is a phenomenal bass player. Okay. And he just released an album about a year and a half ago called Small Moments. And the thing I like about Michael is so he plays this custom Zahn bass called a hyper bass. Okay. And basically what he does is it's a fretless bass and he does instrumental just solo bass songs, but he's got these weird levers on his tuning pegs. So on a guitar, right. if you want to change the tuning of a string, you gotta kinda of like Turn the peg Turn for a while it, until it, yeah. it gets to the to the next pitch. But he's got this thing set up where you can go between pitches by just flicking this lever. Mm -hmm. But he's got them on every single string, right? As well as on the bridge, so he can detune one string and play it, and then switch to the next pitch to get something in the song. It's it's bizarre and it's a mind trip. But the music he makes is just absolutely incredible. It's very vibey and chill. There's like some jazz elements in there. There's like a lot of progressive elements in there. It's just really amazing music and you should check it out. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've never listened to his albums, but I have seen videos of him and it's fucking amazing. I mean, the amount of discipline, <laughs> the amount of discipline, you know, it takes to, it's hard enough just to get really fucking good at an instrument normally, but then he's sitting there and like playing these melodies and then boom, boom, boom. He's like flipping all these switches, like on the headstock of the bass. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah. And it, and it creates a certain kind of sound by doing it that way. You know, hmm. it, it is, it is. Yeah. I, I recommend people check out if, if you're, if you're not so sure about going and checking out the album, do like I did. Check out his videos yeah. first. Once you see his videos, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But, you know, unlike a lot of I get angry a lot of times about what I call musical jugglers, you know, where people are like, oh, these guys are so amazing and everything. And I'm like, yeah, they're technically amazing. But what I'm listening to is not something I want to sit around and listen to. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's not mm -hmm. good music necessarily, but it's technically incredible how fast they're playing and how technical but his music is really good. Like it's a, it, it's he's got the technical know-how and the music is like even if you didn't know what he was doing. You can even like, put on the background of like a dinner party you're having and you'd be like, "Oh, this is like really really cool and sets a vibe for the night or whatever, you know." But it sounds different, too. Yeah, it's 
<laughs> yeah, Great. it's it's really cool. That's a good suggestion, man. Yeah, nice one. All right, and again, like I mention all the time, uh, links to find all this stuff I will put in the description below. So make sure you click on those. Megan. Yes. What are you going to recommend? I'm going back to Disney. Okay. I know, I know we bagged on them quite a bit already, but we're going to go back to them and I'm going to praise them now. Okay. Um. So it's kind of a twofer really. Okay. So they have the show Behind the Attraction where it goes into depth about how certain rides at Disney came to be. Like how they thought them up and what the obstacles they had to go through to get you know to where it is and stuff and one of them i think it's the first one is about the jungle cruise right that's a classic one yeah it was like one of the first ones mm -hmm. and made he's like i, I want to put this jungle in the middle of the desert and he did it it was, it's really really mm -hmm. interesting I think I love those like behind the behind, scenes documentaries yeah. of how they like yeah because they this. talk about like well we need all these you know exotic trees and stuff like that yeah they he's like but I don't have the money he wasn't Disney yet you know yeah, yeah. he they were building the highway and he went and got the trees from the side of the highway they, really? they tore up and put them in there put them in Disneyland <laughs> uh-huh and then like some of our orange trees are like well I need something exotic I gotta do it they planted them upside down I was like, that's pretty, pretty smart. So it's like, it's like the roots. And the stuff. roots that's are what out. They look yeah. so, okay. Yeah. So they look so more exotic. tropical and yeah. weird. <laughs> Viney. Like that's pretty yeah, okay. clever, clever. And like this one tree was donated to him. It's a big palm tree. And somebody got it as a wedding present. And okay. they donated it. And then their son ended up working on the Jungle Cruise nice. for years. And the tree's oh. still there, I guess. So that's it's, pretty cool. It's just stuff like that. It was really interesting. Yeah. And then... Good old The Rock comes out with a new movie called Jungle Cruise, yeah, based on that. Right, and so he got, he's got all the corny jokes like they tell you on the ride. It's it was right up my alley. I was just saying, you're not you about know corny me jokes and the dad all. jokes. <laughs> I freaking love them. So this, it was, I thought it was adorable. I love this movie. I yeah. can't wait to watch it again. That's cool. Yeah, it was well worth the paying the money to. Now, now is it, on, it on there. Disney Plus? Yes, it is. That's okay. how I watched it. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Heck yeah. That's cool, and it's got The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, so it's Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, I could see that she's good for that sort of role. Yeah, she was. It was fun. They like bicker the whole time, and it was a lot of um. Oh, what is that movie? I'm thinking of where they are on the cruise. The Speed Two. No, <laughs> no, the Jungle Queen or something. African Queen. African Queen. That, oh, the, so it's got a lot of that where they kind of bicker back and forth. He's all rickety boat and is this going to float? Right. And it's got a like Indiana Jones aspects to it. I could see that. It kind of reminds me like the things I saw of it and, and when I was watching the uh, the little teaser trailer thing they did for it. Kind of reminded me a little bit of like Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone, yeah. There's a lot of that because they got to go on this adventure and she wants to find this magical tree that supposedly has this great healing power. And there's like a cursing. There's a cursing. There's a curse involved and it uh, it was really interesting. So that's kind of Pirates of the Caribbean-ish. Yeah, it's got that in it too. Undead people that are okay, dead but not dead. That's very Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. And you got to go underwater to, so it's got like some goonies to it too. Oh, okay. So, got to find this ship and. That sounds fun. Yeah. It, it, I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, 
I think that's that's my recommendation. Go watch it. Yeah, I think that's a good recommendation. My recommendation is a book. It's a book that Vito's not going to care about. Uh oh. Because I already know how he feels about this. Oh boy. But it is Is a book. About Popeye? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's always bagging on my Popeye, man. Bagging on my Popeye. Just the live-action Popeye. I like the cartoons. Dude, the live-action Popeye movie is incredible. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) so good. It's Robin Williams. Come on. Anyway, so the reason you're not going to like it is because it is a book written by Quentin Tarantino, and it is the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. God, one of the worst, literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I, oh my God, God that, movie, that movie was absolutely pointless. I'm sorry. No, it, was not. it really, it really wasn't. You missed the point then about the whole movie. It's and <laughs> and the book made me love it that much more. The book was like way more. I, okay, any of the shortcomings that the movie maybe did have, where it could have had more exposition to kind of explain some things a little bit more. Um, this book makes up for it. Like, it really gets way more in-depth about all the different characters, more in-depth about the whole Manson family thing. And, like, there there was a lot of really cool stuff. Because the thing, great thing, I love novelizations for movies. Oh, me too. Times, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. And I love the fact that because it'll tell you things that what the characters are thinking. Right, yeah. Which explains a fucking lot. Right. And the fact that, you know... In most cases, novelizations are not written by the actual writer-director of the movie. In this case, it is. You know, this is Quentin that wrote it. Mm. He sat down and was like, I dig novelizations. I've never, you know, like, be kind of cool. This is the movie to do it for. And he did. And fuck, it's awesome. It's so good. I I I really uh really got wrapped up in it. There's a lot of extra stuff which is typical of the novelizations mm-hmm. too, things that were you could say would have wound up in the cutting room floor, you know, of the actual movie. For those of you that enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, definitely read it. For those of you who didn't necessarily enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but maybe we're willing to like want to enjoy it. I would say read it. If you're just like, no, the whole fucking thing's stupid. It's probably not going to change your mind. But, but read it anyway. <laughs> but it, it's it's really cool. Yeah, and then I just heard uh, Brian uh, Heiler over at uh, Plaid Stallions, Pod Stallions, uh-huh. Eagle Museum. Brian, he uh, Toy Ventures as well. Uh, he just posted an article that I didn't know about that was from like another podcast that Quentin did where he was talking about he might do another book that's all about the movies of Rick, the uh, Leo's character oh, in it. Okay. <laughs> that'll go like into like more description and mm-hmm. it like and and it gets and it's gonna like kind of get more into like where his life went afterwards like what movies he did even like after that and it like gets into this whole thing about like how you know after he torched those fucking hippies in that pool at the end of the movie like he became something of like a fucking cultural uh standout hero to people you know Mm -hmm. and sort of like a little bit of a representative of the 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 right wing kind of side of thing because it was like very you know nixon and a lot of his right wing kind of people were very anti-hippie and stuff and Mm -hmm. so it's supposed to be in this fictional world he 
you know, sort of became like a hero for them, sort of almost like a John Wayne, you know, in a way. But and then Cliff goes on to become a producer and all this. <laughs> and there's a lot like even like the controversial scene with Cliff and Bruce Lee in that movie with the fight between them that mm -hmm. happens that a lot of people <laughs> were very unhappy about the way they portrayed Bruce Lee in it and everything in this novelization, man, it gets so much more in depth as to the why that happened and what led up to that and the wherefores mm -hmm. and what they were, what both people were thinking and stuff. It's so fucking interesting. Mm -hmm. If you got mad about the whole Bruce Lee insult kind of thing, it's not going to change your mind. It's not going to help. No, because it's actually even worse. <laughs> he <laughs> really, imagine. he really kind of makes Bruce Lee look like a. He fucking... doesn't like Bruce Lee. No, life. yeah, he That's doesn't. Why he portrayed him that way? Yeah, he he really has a lot of shit to say about Bruce Lee, man. I'm like, ooh, somebody's going to fucking kick your ass one of these days, Quentin. But in any case, so that is my recommendation because I I really surprisingly kind of got it sort of on a whim. Because I liked the movie so much. And I was like, well, you know, I need something to read. And so I got it. And I was like, oh, man, this is fucking fabulous. This mm. is so good. I would love if he would do more of these. If he would do a fucking novelization of, like, Inglorious Bastards Ooh. or Django. Oh, oh, fuck. It would be so good, man. I can't even imagine. I would, I would love any of them. Kill Bill. Any of those. I could, I could totally see benefiting from him doing, especially if he did it, you know. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But anyway, so that's pretty much uh, some good suggestion, guys. Yeah, that's some good suggestions, I think, from all of us. But it is, man, we've been going at it for about an hour and a half. Yeah. So I think it is time to get the fuck out of Dodge. Let's wrap it up. And we'll be back. We will be back. I promise this time we will be back. We're not going Someday, to. Someday, sometime, <laughs> somewhere. We're making all our plans already for the fall and Halloween. So Yeah, I got something fun for Halloween. We got yeah. plans. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll see you all soon, folks. Later. Adios.